0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The interesting thing to to emphasize is how extraordinary it is that we don't understand more than than we do about the process of birth in humans. And that's because that reproduction, and this is a very extraordinary fact, is so different in different species. It shouldn't be because it's a complicated, uh, dangerous, risky, essential process. But in fact, it's true that different species adopt rather different strategies. In animals, what happens is this. You get a progressive increase in progesterone and oestrogen, the sex hormones, which come from the mother's ovary. And these two hormones act on the uterus to make it a, a welcoming place for a newly growing baby. But they also stop it from expelling the baby and then what happens in near birth is progesterone levels fall estrogen levels increase which makes the uterus the womb very sensitive to other things in particular the hormone cortisol which you might think of as a stress hormone but in fact during childbirth it has a very different role and cortisol is produced both by the mother and by the baby and it acts on the uterus to the womb to to, to induce childbirth. And we know that because if you give sheep, for example, excess cortisol, they give birth. The curious thing is, this hasn't seemed to be true for for, for women. And the reason why pregnancy lasts about 40 weeks and stops when it does is still a bit mysterious. Now, people have been fairly loath to abandon the idea that human beings are completely different from everybody else. So what they try to do is understand why it is that cortisol doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But in fact, it might.
2: And a new paper has come out this week about the role of cortisol in childbirth. What, what are they saying?
1: They've picked up on the idea that childbirth is basically an inflammatory event, which might surprise you. A lot of the compounds which we know cause inflammation and pain, and one of them is called prostaglandin, are deeply associated with birth. And what happens is this, that the placenta in sheep, for example, produces lots of this stuff and cortisol promotes this. It makes the placenta produce cortisol. And together with estrogen, this causes the uterus to contract and expel the baby. Now, as I've said, the problem with humans is that when you give humans artificial corticoids, this doesn't have much effect on birth. That's been a problem. And what they've shown is that cortisol acting not on the placenta but on the membranes which surround the baby, one of them is called the amnion, causes the amnion to produce increased amounts of this substance, prostaglandin. And they're shown the pathway by uh, which this occurs by measuring the formation of the enzymes which form prostaglandin and prostaglandin itself in cultured cells taken from the human amnion. So it's a, a possible mechanism whereby cortisol can have the same sort of effect in human beings as it does in other species. It's all a bit complicated, but you, you'd expect that, wouldn't you? Because it's, it's pretty important to strictly regulate the timing of birth, and therefore a single simple uh, mechanism won't do. A bit like having two brake systems on your car, which most cars have. You know, you don't, If something's very important, you don't have just one system, you have a fail-safe system too. And that seems to be the case with human birth.
2: It is a very complex system, but it also does go wrong quite a lot. We have a lot of premature babies. Why is this such a problem? Is it a problem across the board in mammals?
1: No, it's a problem particularly human beings. That's a big topic of debate. Why is it that human premature birth is relatively common? And uh, we don't know that. As I've said, there are a lot of uncertainties about the timing of human birth, and until we understand precisely what times birth in the normal human being, then of course we can't possibly begin to understand how it can go wrong. But it does go wrong.
2: And once we, if papers like this keep coming out and we, we understand more about the mechanisms behind these hormones that induce birth, could that lead away to avenues of research into controlling when people go into labour a little better?
1: Absolutely right. That's the the goal standard, the goal objective of all this work is to control um, not only, of course, premature birth, but uh, delayed birth too, which is also a problem in human beings. As you know, um, some babies go over time and have to be delivered by forceps or even cesarean section. And the idea now is to uh, be able to control birth in such a way that if the woman shows signs of either premature birth or delayed birth, then the control systems can be regulated in such a way that birth occurs at a relatively normal time.